0: remain standing, turn in your pew Bible to page 1,544. Our scripture reading this morning comes out of Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples, and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh, it's weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them, and he went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. When he returned to the disciples, he said to them, You are still sleeping and resting, are you? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. I pray this morning is confirming, encouraging, and even challenging. There's a lot in this passage that we just read, a lot. As a matter of fact, it's one of my favorites. I know I say that all the time, don't I? I like the Bible. But it is. Because I see it as a journey. What we've just read is is a journey. As a matter of fact, it's very similar to our own, especially in the Christian life, because we start off with several people. If you think about it, all the friends that you graduated with in high school, as we move on, have a tendency to fall away not because of dislike or anything like that, it's just life, life happens and your life is on a path and you go a certain direction and not everybody goes your direction do they? And as you get older it changes and friendships come, friendships go. As we hone in on our callings, the crowd around us us, seems to get a little bit smaller. And the closer you get to your calling and your very purpose, sometimes you can end up alone. It's a lot of what happened with Christ, just in what we just read. He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, and then he tells them to stay there in one spot, but he takes three with him. And then he tells those three to stay in a certain spot because he's got to do this one alone. And oftentimes we get scared at that point because I'm out here all by myself, not realizing that you're actually stepping into a deeper, more intimate relationship with the one who made you. And Jesus found himself with no one else but his father. I know that there's a lot that can go into this question. But do you ever remember a point in time in your life when all you wanted to do was spend time with your dad? That's it. Even as a, a child, you would just look forward to that moment, to that time. And just go, I just want to spend time with my dad. We need to realize the humanity of Christ, and that's where he was at that point. All Jesus wanted to do was talk one-on-one with his father. And saying, whatever it is, you tell me, and I'll do it. The enemy wants us to think that we're alone. Which is such a lie from the pit of hell, if I can just say that. Because you cannot be in a more safe place than when you are alone with God your Father in the garden and your face is in the dirt. You can't. And we're talking today about sacrifice. If I can give you a sentence for this, sacrifice creates impact. Sacrifice creates impact. Because what Jesus did in the garden, in his one-on-one with the Lord, rippled through the earth, and we're feeling it today. This journey that we go in, that we're on, we're faced with sacrifices. Even in life, we're faced with these sacrifices. It can be for our children, it can be for a loved one, it can be for your community, it could be for yourself. be for food. What would you sacrifice to go get the steak dinner you've always wanted? You know, I mean, let's, let's really look at our real life situations. What are some things that we give up so that we can have something else? We sacrifice for stuff, don't we? It may be not all holy and spiritual, but we sacrifice for things, don't we? And God is just inviting us into this journey to sacrifice things for a relationship with Him, a closer walk with Him, and out of that relationship and out of that love that He has for us, it flows into others around us. We could sacrifice for somebody that we don't know. Your own calling, your purpose, the dream that God has put deep inside your heart, would you sacrifice for that? Sacrifice builds faith. And here we are in, in Lent, and we've talked about different things that people are giving up or what they're not doing. That's sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to hear about my stories of chocolate chip cookies. It's been a brutal couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, we have these things that we give up these things. We sacrifice these things for What? for relationship, for closeness, for intimacy with the Lord, to understand. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Is my life changing because of it? Yes. But we we sacrifice, but that sacrifice builds faith. And that's, that's what puts a smile on God's face, is we're, He's seeing us grow. And He loves that. What father wouldn't? There's another thing that I think is very, very important for us to remember in sacrifice. I'm going to turn to Mark chapter 10. Sacrifice. Sacrifice brings reward. Okay? Now, a lot of times we can think, yeah, but you know, we don't want to sacrifice something just in hopes that we get this. I'm not going to give up this so that I can grab a hold of this. Because then, you know, my heart's just all messed up and then it's not worth it and God's going to see right through my smoke screen and He's going to go, nope. But here's what I'm talking about. Our sacrifice actually comes with a promise. Did you realize that? Your sacrifice comes with a promise and it talks about it in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. And what this passage is, it's about the rich young ruler. You familiar with the rich young ruler? He's done all of these things... He's given up, he's followed the law, he's he's done everything. And he comes to Jesus and he says, good teacher, what must I do to be saved? Jesus looks at him, he understands, Jesus understands what's going on. He says, sell all that you have. And then what does he do? He turns around, head hung low, shoulder slumped over. I can't do that. And he walks off. that situation in Scripture the disciples were watching. And here's what happens. Jesus looks around and said to his disciples, this is verse 23, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again, children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God. Though it is easier for the cam- a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Well, the disciples were even more amazed. And to each other, they said, Well, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter said to him, We have left everything to follow you. I tell you the truth. Jesus said, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, and yes, persecution. In this present age, and in the age to come. Peter says, Jesus, we've given everything. We've left, we've left it all. Is that sacrifice? Yes, that's sacrifice. And Jesus says, you know what? Not only are you going to receive these things back, but it will be a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come. Now, to believe that, that would take some bold faith, wouldn't it? Yes, because that's a, pretty big, that's a pretty big deal right there. But what Jesus is saying is, the one thing, and those things that you sacrifice, those things that you give up to me, I will reward you for those. I don't want you to sacrifice those things so that you can get a hundredfold. But I want you to sacrifice those things knowing that I see where you are and what you're giving up and I will reward you because I want everyone to see what you've given up that I am the one rewarding you. I want them to see me. We're talking this morning about a willing sacrifice. Was Jesus willing? Absolutely. Did he put it all on the line? Yes, he did. He gave up his life. What did he get back? His life. And everything else beyond that. So Jesus was a willing sacrifice. The question to us is, and here's the challenging part, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? Is it your own comfort? And that can go anything from the house you live in to the two or three hours that you just absolutely love at night sitting in your recliner because that's your comfort. It, Church, it doesn't have to be huge. It might be huge to you, but it doesn't have to be big. It's those things that we hold dear to go, you know what? This is keeping me from my relationship with God. I need to change some things up. I need to sacrifice. I need to not do this, have this, be this anymore. And I'm going to ask God to help me through this. Just like we've been asking Him as we have given up things during Lent to go, Oh Lord, I need your help. That cookie is haunting me. I need your help. What we'll find is the big things in life don't necessarily scare us as much as the little things. It's like walking along a path. If there's a boulder in front of you, well, you just walk around it, right? How much do you enjoy the little pebble in your shoe? that causes more issue than the boulder. Am I right? And so it's like looking at these smaller things, quote unquote, smaller things in our lives. As we start sacrificing and giving those things up, then we'll realize more and more that the enemy does not have a grip on us that we think that he does. But it's moving along. One of the... Phrases in the passage that we read. As Jesus is entering into the garden with his disciples. And he tells them to stop. To stay here. Here's one of the most, for me, one of the most powerful phrases in this passage. And it's this. And he went a little further. And he went a little further. That's our journey in a nutshell. It's not about all these huge strides. It's are you willing to take the next step? Are you willing to go a little further? Because in this picture of this journey, as Jesus went from all of being with all of his disciples to being alone with the father there is a distance of a little further will you take the step to go a little further just to be with him to just hand him that thing that you need to let go of that thing that you need to sacrifice are you willing to go a little further and in that is not my will, but yours. Not mine, but yours. That is a picture of surrender. That is a picture of surrender. Not my will, because I'll tell you what I want. And you can see it. Jesus is like, I don't want the beatings. I don't want my beard ripped out. I don't want spat on. I don't want the cat of nine tails. I don't want to be nailed to a cross. And I don't want a spear in my side. That's what I don't want. But what do you want? Because whatever it is that you want, I'll do it. I'll do it. I may not understand it. I may not like it. But I trust you. I'll do it. Because Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable to God, this is your true and proper worship. Worship. Your sacrifice in heavenly... In the heavenly dynamic and in the heavenly language, sacrifice equals worship. Interesting thought, isn't it? Worship, we're thinking singing, organ playing, music playing. No. Some of the highest form of worship is a sacrifice that you make that no one knows anything about and it causes heaven to erupt. That's worship. That's worship. Paul goes on to tell us, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See things differently. Think things differently. Understand new perspectives of how God sees things. Allow your mind to be shifted. And as that happens, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, and His pleasing, and His perfect will. Oftentimes, to get to that point, there are things that are in front of us. There are roadblocks, there's the pebble in the shoe, there may be the boulder in the path. Those are the things that we need to sacrifice, that we need to let go. Go a little further. You know what, not everybody is gonna follow you. That's the other point. Along our journey in life, you know what? You end up with just two or three. And you know what? If you can count your good friends on one hand, you're rich. Right? Not everybody is going to follow your path. Sometimes it dwindles to the number of people that are walking with you. But by going a little further, you end up in the presence of the one who called you to that path. And he will walk with you through it. And he will walk with you through it. Some of you have been sacrificing things. At points you may feel like you've sacrificed things for family, for those close to you. Let me tell you, the promise that we read about in Mark chapter 10 is real. It is for you. God is there. He sees your sacrifice. He understands the love that you have for Him, and He will bless you. That's another point of our sacrifice is that there's times, sometimes that we give up things, just use family as examples. there's times that we give up things that would, we think in this world would benefit our family and benefit them greatly. But yet God takes us a different path, and we have to trust that path. But you know what else we get to trust? That He will take care of what we have taken our hands off of. You follow me? He will take care of it. And the only way for you to learn and understand and end up believing, taking it from head knowledge to heart knowledge, is to sacrifice it and watch him take care of it. That's building our faith, isn't it? Not easy, is it? Sometimes that puts us in the same position as the rich young ruler, doesn't it? I don't know if I can give that up. I don't know if I can take my hands off of that. I don't know if I can let go of the control. Do you trust him? There's others that we've done the same thing with finances. You've let things go. God will take care of you. He's promised it. He will. Trust Him. Sacrifice it. Let it go. And let God be who He is. He has a plan. And it's a good one. But He loves us enough to let us step out of our comfort zones and trust Him with things that we, for the entirety of our lives, have tried to hold on to hold on to, to try to control, to try to make sure that everything stays between the ditches and nothing goes off course. But He wants you to trust Him. He wants me to trust Him. So, be encouraged. The things that you have sacrificed, there are rewards. But be challenged, because there's things for us to sacrifice. And in it all, he is faithful. Father, Lord God, I thank you for our time together. Thank you for your blessing. I thank you for your promises. God, I thank you for your love for us. Father, thank you that we get to trust you on so many fronts in so many ways. And Father, there are times even now that we're faced with things that we're like, I don't even know, God, if I have the strength to let these things go. But God, we're asking You for that strength. Father, we're asking You for belief that we may not have. We're asking You for peace and power and the ability to trust You. Father, to take our hands off the wheel if we need to and let You have control. But Father, I ask you to remind us that you have promised us good. That you have promised to love us, to take care of us. Father, I ask you for help. I ask you for help. In Jesus' name, amen.